Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Welcome and thank you for joining us for episode number 98 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we are talking about our favorite books. As virtual CFOs and growth advisors, we have obviously grown our own firm as well as worked with a lot of our clients and recommended these books. So, in order to help me do that, I've got co host Jamie Staley on with me today. Welcome, Jamie. Hi, Megan. Good to be here with you, even though I am under the weather a bit with some allergies. Hopefully there will not be too many sneezing and or coughing episodes. We'll we'll do our best. (laughs) Keep interruptions to a minimum. But we do want to bring you this list of our favorite books, our mini book club here. And I feel like we should make this into a series because we've got a lot of different resources that we use in our own firm and then refer out to clients and our partners and things like that. So we're excited to be talking to you today and bringing you this list because we really just want to make the most of your time. And these are the things that we've found to be most impactful for ourselves and for those that we've recommended these books out to. Yeah. And there's an overwhelming amount of information out there. So trying to just kind of narrow it down so that you have a recommendation. I know there's so many books, so many, so much information that sometimes it's too much. And I just kind of shut down. So having somebody refer me to a book and tell me, hey, this is a great book, you should read it. That gives me the kind of that confidence of, oh, this is gonna be worth my time and effort. So I definitely want to take a look. So not every one of these may be for you, but we'll kind of go through them. And you can can pick and choose maybe a few uh, good reads. Yes, yes. So let's get into it. Yeah, I think uh, traction definitely tops the list. It's one of the the books we rolled out, EOS is a um, system that they kind of walk through throughout that book. And we rolled that out. And I think we had a really good outcome from that. Like just going through that process, it just brings to light, you know, a lot of processes and systems that seem kind of obvious when you go through them. Like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But it just walks you through step by step what you should be looking at within your organization, you know, as a business. And things that you can improve and where to focus on and just really trying to align the whole team to be moving in the same direction and to be pointing towards that same goal. So I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, we all have the same goals, of course, <laughs> right? right? As partners or business do. owners. But then when you actually have to like put down, what are our core values? Like what are we going to talk about when we're hiring people, when we're firing people? It's because they don't have these core values. Like there's just a lot of things that just get centered and you just it simplifies some processes. So, you know, it may stem a lot of different conversations that you need to have, but I really love the book and just making you kind of think through different areas of your business and organization to make sure that you truly are all on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And just as a precursor to don't feel like you need to stress out and write everything down while you're listening. Uh, We will post all of the links to all of these resources in the show notes for this episode, which can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash nine eight. 
so the next one, um, I really enjoyed this this next one. And I actually, I think I read the revisited one. So the E-Myth, there's an original and then there's the E-Myth revisited. And I think I read the revisited version. I think um, I read that by, one as well. Yeah, it's by Michael E. Gerber. So I don't really know actually the differences between the original and the revisited, but um, from what I remember, and it's been some time since I've read some of these books, but but the main takeaway is the the growth within your business and establishing processes that people can follow, right? Versus just kind of flying by the seat of your pants and growing a business yes. and not paying attention to those things. Yes. I am. Um, that's what I recall too. I remember just talking about how important processes are so that you're not having to recreate the wheel every time and that you can, you know, leverage that process, you know, in a succinct manner. But it's really great to kind of have a process and, and I'm starting to do this more because I, I you know, I've, I've had the pain points of I've taught one person to do this and now I've got to teach another person to do this. And so I'm doing it all over again and creating right. a document and maybe a video and then saying, hey, here's that document I created for the last person. And now it's ready for you because I've got to right. ship that over. So you know, just thinking about how processes can help, you know, make your life better, make it more succinct and efficient. You know, you know that you're not always going to hire the perfect person every time, but as you transition to them, you can be recording them. You can be documenting processes. So if it doesn't work out or if later they're pushing it down to a lower level person, you know, having those processes documented is really important. So I'm trying to do more of that. Even this week, we've been doing that. Like, hey, let's just, let's write down the steps of this process because I've yeah, now given right. it to three people and surely I've had this conversation a few times. Maybe right. I can just hand this off and you can, you know, refer to this and, you know, use this going forward. So I think it's a benefit for the team as a whole. Yeah. What's that saying? Processes run businesses, people run processes, right? Yeah. And you still need those great people to run the processes, but without the processes in place, everybody's kind of running around like chickens with their head cut off. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So I, I think that is, that's important. And again, I think it's often overlooked because it takes extra time to do those things, which is why a lot of us, you know, us included, me included, you just think, oh, no, no, it'll be fine. I'm just gonna hand this off. I don't have to think about it again. But then yeah, when you do, I'll do that later. yeah, it just takes off more of your time. So I feel like trying to put better processes in place, streamlining those processes, making them as efficient as pro- possible, you know, that helps, helps everybody's day to day life. So um, I, I did like, I did enjoy that book. All right. And then the next one is the five dysfunctions of a team. I personally have not read this one disclaimer. Yes. So I, I have yeah. no input. <laughs> I have read this one. It was part of a, um, I think an EOS like annual review session that our implementer requ- requested that we read. Um, and I thought mm-hmm. it was really good. It was a really pretty quick read. It had kind of a, um, story, you know, it was more of a fictionalized story throughout to kind of show you different aspects. And then it kind of talks you through it. And it talks about the five dysfunctions of a team, you know, and there are things like absence of trust. Um, I feel like it really resonated because you're like, yeah, if you don't trust your team members and what they're saying or what they're going to do, like, yeah, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Um, Mm -hmm. Fear of conflict. You know, a lot of people in leadership positions, prefer to just be like, oh, if that's what you want to do, okay. Like they don't necessarily voice their opinion to say, yeah, that's not a great idea. Here's why I think that. Here's what I think is a different option. 
So being able to have a conflict and saying it out loud is hard for a lot of people. And if you don't have that, you know, that's essentially, you know, if you can't have that good conflict, you know, not mean conflict or just trying to be a pain, but like just good conflict of, hey, I'm challenging your thought process. This is why I think this would be better. Because when you have those discussions, you think through things a lot more thoroughly, make a better decision when you're done. So they talk about that. Um, lack of commitment, you know, if everyone's not committed to the same kind of goals and things like that, that can be an issue throughout a team. Avoidance of accountability. I think accountability is a big one. I see that a lot in teams that are struggling to really gel and struggling to reach those outcomes. And without that accountability, like the last one is um, inattention to results. So you can't really get results without having good accountability, good commitment, some conflict and having trust within your team. So it kind of talks about how it kind of all leads up and builds to the results. So if you're not having results within your company or, you know, your team, it could be, you know, some of these things may be manifesting, maybe not all of them, but they could have some issues. So kind of dealing with, with those things, again, it kind of talks about weeding out some people just aren't going to ever be able to have conflict, you know, And that may not be good for them because they're just going to do everything that you say. And if you need someone to challenge you because they might have a different thought, you know, you need to have that. So it kind of talks through those different areas where, you know, if you want to see results, you need to have these things kind of in place within your team. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It was a good read. It was pretty quick too. Like the very beginning of like, it pulls you in. It's like a brand new CEO coming in to oversee company and how everybody reacts and what they do. And it's, a, it's an interesting viewpoint. I, I recommend that one. Yeah. The, the psychology behind teams yes. is, I think is that's very one of interesting the, and a big challenge. Of, yeah. So one of these things, so we talked a lot about process, but I think when you get right down to it, a lot of it is about people and how you manage your people and how people function together in order to have success. Right. So yep. You can be successful and not have some of those things, but it's like, if you're not having success, your team is super important. You know, getting everybody on the same page, making sure they're all committed, making sure they're in agreement. You know, I feel like there's so many things about your team that really go to the end result, right? Like, is it working? Is it not working? So I think that's, you know, kind of underlying a lot of these things that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. The next two are kind of more focused on personal growth, I would say, versus business specific, but obviously they have business implications too. The Art of Possibility by Benjamin Zander and Rosamund Stone Zander. Uh, That one, I can't remember. Did you read that one too? I read part of that book. I'm not, I vaguely, I don't know if I completed that one. That was about, I can't remember if it was a violinist maybe? Yes. Or someone in the arts. I, I don't yes. know exactly the instrument, but kind of from that perspective and and how that kind of can be, you know, interpreted in the business world and how, you know, again, a lot of different things can kind of be construed into, you know, how do you, you know, how do you challenge yourself? How do you, you know, create that possibility and opportunity for yourself? And so mm-hmm. that was interesting. Yeah. There's, there's another video about the, the power of yet that I know we've watched. It's kind of along the same lines of just that growth mindset and knowing that just because you don't have something now doesn't mean that you can't achieve that, basically, right? Yes. That idea. And then The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Uh, 
very much more focused on personal growth, I would say, than business uh, when it comes to this one. Um, and it's a very deep book. I I had to rewind. I, I, I do Audible for most of my books because I just have, have a hard time sitting down with a book anymore with two kids at home. So I, but this one was hard to listen to even while I was multitasking um, just because it's so deep and the things that they talk about in it. I really enjoyed it and I actually need to go back and listen to it again. Um, but it's very much just kind of self-reflecting on yourself and your priorities. So that's a good one to visit if you are kind of looking for some soul searching there. Yeah. I'm guessing that kind of goes back to searching for your why. I don't, I didn't yeah. read that book either, but I'm uh-huh. just based on what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of an underlying theme we usually have too. Like, why are you doing this? Because if you can get back right. to why you're doing it, you're going to have so much more success than I'm doing this to make money or I'm doing this right. to, you know, do something. I don't, you know, like if you don't have a deeper commitment or passion or reason, you know, it's just going to be harder to be successful. Um, you know, yeah. you see the most people who are successful were like, I didn't even mean for this to be a business, right? Like I just loved, you know, making bracelets and then everybody wanted bracelets. And then suddenly I had a business making bracelets, right? It's, yeah. it's the deeper connection. Like people are like, wow, I just love that. You obviously love it so much that it, you know, that's what shines through more. So yeah, finding passion that, and inspiration and that type right. of thing where you have you're excited to get up in the morning and do what you are doing versus yeah, I think that sh- shines through a lot and that's why people, you know, no what no matter what your business is, if you're a service business, if you're creating a product, like that can shine through like you really care and you really want to be helping or you want to be making what you're making and you know, those things you can't really you can't fake those things, right? Like they're either right. there or they're not. So I think it's, you know, it's really good to think through why you're doing it um, mm-hmm. and just kind of have that in the back of your mind while you're, you know, working through your business. Yeah. The next one, the next book that we have on our list is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. And this is another audible book I read in the last I have not read this so. one. I'll let you tell me about it too. <laughs> So this one is a little more tough love um, from the you know personal growth side of the untethered soul and self-reflection. <laughs> um, but I really like the idea. It's the whole book is based on extreme ownership. And basically, if you are in a position of management or leadership or anything like that, anything that happens within your department is on you. Even if, you know, an assistant messes up, whatever, and you really didn't have anything to do with it, who was responsible for training that person and making sure that they knew what they were supposed to be doing, you know? So taking accountability and really standing up and saying, okay, well, how, how can I fix this moving forward? Like standing up in your leadership team and taking responsibility for that versus saying, well, this person just didn't do what they were supposed to do, you know? And it really shifts. Yeah, yeah it that. shifts. I'm have to the, read that. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Um, and the the guys that read it, again, the auto audiobook, um, their their voices are so intense. They're Navy SEALs, so it's <laughs> it's fun to listen to. They're just <laughs> you know they kind of pump you up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just it's it's a good take on it because it also talks about how it builds up your team by 
them seeing that you're taking responsibility for that and fixing those mistakes and not just placing blame on others, they look up to you as a leader versus just management or, you know, like it kind of shifts the the dynamic of your team too. And like, okay, well, yeah, we messed up, but here's how we can fix it instead of focusing on the mistakes and, and that type of thing. So um, yeah, I, really I think like that, that one. That goes back to accountability, which I think, again, is huge Mm -hmm. because I always like lived that. It's like it's if my team isn't doing it, it's not my team's fault. It's my fault. And I need to be able to jump in. If my team can't do something, you know, not even in a negative way, but if they are not able to do something, I'm going to do that thing. You know, they can only do so much or if something comes up and they can't handle it, I need to be able to do that. And so I think that's a, a super important quality of a you know leader. And I've seen it a lot of times. I mean, I went to a, (laughs) I'll share a funny story with this. Like I was like shocked and appalled when this lady told me it. So I went to a restaurant, I had placed an online order and I was sitting there waiting for it for a long time. And I was like, well, that's weird. I was supposed to like be able to pick it up and go. And I, and I, after like five, 10 minutes, like I could see lots of people there and I just got up and was a woman, you know, you know, kind of back there. And she was like, yeah, I'm sorry. The team is just very busy right now. So you're going to have to wait. And then she just was standing there and doing things. And she was essentially, I can't remember if she said it. She said something to the effect of like, that's below my pay grade or something. And I was like, okay, you've got like seven customers just waiting for food. I don't really care who gives it to me. I just want my food, you know? And so I just like sat there and I was like, that is just such not a, such a poor example of how to help your team. So you're just kind of standing there saying, sorry, my team's very backed up right now. You're just going to have to wait. I was like, that's not a a message you should ever give to a customer regardless. Or to your team. Your team is watching you stand there. And so I was so like, I was like sitting there. I'm like, I almost like chuckled. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait for my food, I guess. But I'm like, (laughs) this is a terrible way to run a business. Um, Right. Needless to say, she was not there the next time I went. So um, I don't think that was really her, you know, the, her why was not that she really wanted to serve customers and help give up, get us our food on time. So I was like, okay. But I mean, it goes back to like the simplest thing that can be used in any, like, it doesn't have to be a major corporation. It could be anything just showing your kids that, Hey, this person wasn't able to do this one thing. So we're going to go do that. And we're going to take care of it. And, you know, I feel like just stepping up and making sure that, you know, again, you're, if you're a leader and if you're a good leader, you're going to help your team be accountable, help your team do what they need to do. And if you, if they can't, you're going to step in and make sure it gets done. Right. I I feel like it's very simple, but I don't know that everybody, you know, sees it the same way clearly. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes not so much. Um, Okay. So next we have The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And I know, I mean, he's written multiple business books that are very popular. uh, But this is one that I found, it actually aligns a lot with some of our core values too, just as a firm. But just, he covers some great ways to approach problems that help you be more efficient and effective. Obviously it's in the title, Yeah. but I'll just kind of overview the seven. Um, I pulled them up over here. We have be proactive, begin with the end in mind, put first things first, think win-win, seek first to understand, then to be understood, which I love that one, synergize and sharpen the saw, which I know I Kim has talked about sharpening the saw um, in prior episodes 
with her too. But just obviously we don't want to get into the details of each book here, but it the, it's it's a really great book for those of you that are interested in, you know, maybe you're, you feel like you're kind of floundering when it comes to actually getting things done and it can be helpful to go through those. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there's really good messages there and begin with the end in mind is a good one too. just try and yeah. where are you what trying, are we trying to, to do <laughs> and what every decision we make today, like make it be a long term, like what's the long term, like not what's going to make today easier or the next two months easier. But if we're right. growing, how is this going to be easier in five years and 10 years as we grow and, and expand? So I feel like that's, that's a good one too. So yeah, I like, I like that book. I think it gives you a lot of good action items that you can do to kind of create sort of this, you know, this better way to be more effective, which I think we all strive to do. Yep. Okay. And then we have Selling to Serve by James Ashford. We were actually in the process of going through different software um, softwares to use for some of our billings. And he was an, uh, had this book out and was one of the options. But I really liked the book. It was, again, a really good and easy read. Just talking about why are you doing what you're doing kind of goes back to the why. But like why, you know, when we're selling, we're not selling just to make money. We're selling to provide a service, to provide a quality product so people can enjoy whatever that product is and use it and make their life maybe better or, you know, more enjoyable or, you know, more efficient as well like with that product or with the service too. So I thought it was a, you know, it was a really good read, talks about how you should be serving, you know, as you're giving to your customer and not just, hey, this is what I do. Here's what you get. You know, here's what it is. So I thought it was a really good and like I said, a real easy read about it was just very straightforward. Here's how you should do things. Here's how you want to think about things. And it really resonated. Like everything I read was like, oh, my gosh, we I feel like this. This is exactly how we do things or how I want to do things. And so I thought that was a good book to kind of get you on the track of how to sell, especially for us as CPAs and accounting folks and advisors, like selling is not in my DNA at all. So, you know, trying to understand it, like I can totally have a conversation with you about things I can help you do. But, you know, if you tell me, go sell this client and you need, you know, you need to get X number of clients and they need to bring, bring in this, like that stresses me out. I couldn't do yeah. it. Like, it just, yeah, it's not you know, how I work and function and not my forte. <laughs> I'm a numbers forte person, not a, you know, but just go sell this, get this done. You know, there's people who can do that, but right. I think it takes it back to, you know, what are you selling? It kind of sells itself, right? If you're providing something that people would want, it sells itself. Um, right. So I think that was, that was a really good book to read. Yeah. And then next we have Grit by Angela Duckworth. Yeah, this is one I've been wanting to read and just started reading in the last week as we started having conversations. I was like, I need to, to read another book. Um, <laughs> and I really like this book because it it dives into kind of the talent versus effort discussion. And one of the examples at the very beginning was getting into West Point and how it takes two years to get into West Point and 4,000 people apply and they narrow it down to like 2,000 people. And only 1,200 people get in. And within two months, 20% of the people quit. And they're like, what on earth would like you spend two years trying to do? But then, you know, you, you work hard and you, you're like, 
they're they're like as, as they narrow it down these people are the top of the top right they're right. team captains they're the best at sports they're the best you know they're brightest they're you know like they right. have narrowed it down to the best and brightest and i think the point that they're trying to make is that talent and and you know um, how smart you are that's important and plays a role but grit which is how how much effort you're willing to put in is a bigger factor for success than just talent alone. You know, if you're talented, but you don't do anything with that talent, you probably aren't going to become successful. So um, as a kid who, you know, there's lots of kids in school that would sit in class, like learn everything or really bright. They just got A's on everything. I was the hardworking one. Like I had to spend hours and hours and hours to get a good grade. Um, in college, I had a roommate who was a CPA as well, and I was studying to be a CPA. You know, she would study for like 20 minutes, get an A plus. I'd study for like four hours and get a B. Oh, geez. You know, and I'm just like, what the heck? You know, but I just right. wanted to do well. Like, I just wanted to learn it, and I just worked very hard. And so, you know, but then you see other people who have some natural ability, but they put no effort in, and they're, you know, they just don't do as well. Like, there is something to be said for you got to put in the hard work because even if you are talented or even if you are super successful already, it's not going to last necessarily unless you kind of figure that out. How are you going to do that? What is the work you're going to put in to keep you there? Or maybe they take it for granted because it comes so easy. Yeah. So I think it's just a really interesting book. And like, she has a lot of different examples of just how they compare that. And, um, you know, there's a grit scale she uses. And I feel like, you know, just in hiring people, you know, you go through this whole process of hiring people. It's a fairly lengthy process, you know, for some of us. And then people come in and they're like, yeah, this isn't for me. And you've yeah. like over communicated how it works. You've over communicated what's expected. You've over communicated what it's going to be like. But people get here and they're like, eh, yeah, I just, this isn't going to, never mind. This isn't going to work. And so I feel like I'm like, how can we do that? Can we can incorporate that in our hiring? Like, can we get some mm. kind of grit score? Because I feel like, you really have to have that grit to be able to work long-term and especially in an environment like ours and potentially an environment, you know, like you have in your, you know, company. So I feel like it's a really interesting perspective on, on, um, on success overall. Yeah, no, that's great. I'm excited to read that one. That one's next on my list. Audiobook? Or are you going to get the real book? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time get with real books. It's I know. So I actually need to try audiobooks. I feel like I have better luck with podcasts. Like I can at least get on the like the treadmill or the elliptical. Right. It's like, just so much easier. That. I don't know why. Listen. I make myself sick if I try to read while I'm working out. Like yeah, I can't read. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. And so if I have my my earbuds in or my headphones on and I'm just walking, it's just so much easier, you know, and I knock out 30 minutes and I feel like I've read something, read something yeah, quote unquote, quote unquote. <laughs> um but you know it's just it's so hard for me to like sit down with quiet and read and, I, I and fall asleep every time I do it Megan usually right. this is I can't get through a lot of books I like get there you should the try audiobooks I'm like oh this is great and I'm like get through two pages and I'm like no I'm so tired <laughs> I just I heard about it. I don't know if everywhere has it but there's a way that you can sign up through the library. So right now I have an Audible membership, which is like $15 a month or whatever it is. But there's a way that you can sign up through your local library and like check out Audible books for free. So I got to figure that out. 
Um, yeah, so that's awesome. something if I figure it out and it's like nationwide or something, I'll put the link, link in the show notes. Um, but I look, check your, with your local library. Cause I think a lot of them do it now. Yeah. Um, and we're good about getting Kindle books from the library too. I mm. personally am not, but my husband is very good at okay. getting it all downloaded and re- requested and then putting it on our Kindle and then you get it for like 14 days or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know they did so, that either. Yeah. So that's kind of handy. All right. So that wraps up our book review for you all. We hope that you found some value in this list of our favorites and that you found something that piques your interest. We look forward to hearing back from you. I want to hear your reviews of whatever book or books you chose. So as we close, Jamie Staley, do you have anything you'd like to leave our listeners with? Uh, nothing, you know, as far as the books, again, just a, just a encouragement to go out and pick out one of these books as a, you know, kind of a item to do from this, this podcast and just pick one book, read it, and see what you think. You know, maybe you can recommend it to somebody else because it really hit home with you. Um, we went through a variety of different types of topics. So just choose one for you, read it, and recommend it to somebody you think might enjoy it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Keep that momentum going, and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.